0: Hello
1: and welcome to a special episode of the Consumer Podcast. You're listening to the Davos Special Edition. We are back on the mountain. Uh, and here for episode 140 on January 18, 2024. And we are the sponsors here at Swedish Lunch, one of the biggest side events uh, during the World Economic Forum in Davos. Not part of the World Economic Forum, but one of the many side events here. And we are sponsoring to tell the world about harm reduction here in Sweden. You'll hear from different members of the team uh, here at Davos, from the Consumer Choice Center team, about what we're doing in uh Uh, in in switzerland what we're trying to achieve here what we're giving out and some of the meetings that we're having and the significance of uh, the events that are happening here in davos and um... Uh, I also wanted to let you know that yesterday the uh, trailer for the second season of the Fun Police podcast series was released. You can find that on the Fun Police podcast channel, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Please do subscribe, rate it, and hit the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. And I'm also playing the trailer for you right now, so uh, you have that. So, yeah, listen in. We know the Fun Police, the neo-prohibitionists. But what are the vehicles that they're using? International organizations play a big role in public health regulations, but are they really the unbiased actors we imagined them to be?
2: If you let Mike Bloomberg pay for all of your expensive consultants to write those documents, then you end up with reports that uh, I would consider extremely biased.
1: What happens when scientists in international institutions become too close to the law firms suing on behalf of pseudoscientific causes?
3: All the scientists who went to IARC were all serving as litigation consultants for the law firm suing Monsanto. Many of them are millionaires today.
1: We talked to former officials of the World Health Organization, people who exposed activist scientists and lay bare the bureaucratic and legal machinery that enriches some at the expense of everyone else. The Fun Police podcast is getting a second season, episode one on January 31st. New episodes dropping weekly wherever you get your podcasts. So really excited for the second season of the Fun Police podcast. Uh, new episodes coming out weekly, starting January thirty first. And uh, yeah, well now you'll hear a lot of the cut together's of the different uh, people that we'll be interviewing here in uh, in Davos. <laughs> So, Jarl, what are we doing here in Davos today?
4: Yeah, we're on the top of the mountain here in Switzerland in Davos and spreading the message of consumer choice. It's a perfect opportunity. You have uh, kind of a diverse set of elites coming in from around the world. We figured we'd be here and fight for consumer interests. So we're spreading the message, particularly on harm reduction and the victories of Sweden in its fight against smoking, which actually, if really all holds true... The nicotine alternatives that are legal in Sweden and available to citizens will allow Sweden to become the first smoke-free country in the world, and especially in the EU. So we're here to kind of share the successes of that story, give out some pamphlets, uh, try to really tell Sweden's story. It's a great opportunity, got to fight for consumer choice, got to make sure that we continue to have policies that are fit for growth, and always fighting for lifestyle freedom. That's uh, what we do as consumer advocates, so happy to do it here.
1: So what are we giving out here today at Swedish lunch?
4: So we are celebrating the story of Swedish harm reduction and normally that would come with snus, with nicotine pouches and other nicotine alternatives Uh, We wanted to kind of toss that idea on its head, and we are giving out nice little tins in which you would normally find nicotine pouches or snus, but we're loading them up with infographics about Sweden's story to become the first smoke-free country. So we've got some nice little cards in there. We've got some flags, uh, some, some great little materials that people can bring home, continue to learn about Sweden's story, why it's important for consumer choice, why it's important for harm reduction. And that's uh, yeah, the message we're going to continue to spread here on the mountain. I think people are going to enjoy their swag they're getting from the Consumer Choice Center and we'll see what happens, uh, what they do with it. Huh?
0: So first of all, tell the audience who you are. Uh, my name is Alexander Kutashvili, um former minister of Ukraine and Georgia. And so we are here on the mountain here in
1: Davos to talk about harm reduction. To what extent is harm reduction an important factor in health policy?
0: I think it's uh, one of the most important factors in general. Uh, it is a humane thing, it is a health issue and it is a, uh, compassionate at the same time not to ostracize those that are living under harmful situations and give them a chance and opportunity to reduce those factors that uh, can harm their health, their lifestyle and uh, people surrounding them. What do governments
1: need to do or what are they currently doing right and wrong to, to embrace
0: harm reduction? Uh, most of the governments address the situation uh, after it happens, and um, there's very little preemptive and um, early uh, intervention types of programs. Or there are several good examples when you have uh, harm reduction when with different programs, such as needle exchange for the HIV and so forth. So this, this these types of interventions can be um, replicated and used in different areas. What makes a good health minister? Not being a doctor.
1: (laughs) I'm Anders
2: Milton. I'm a physician from Sweden. I'm also the chairman of the Snooze Commission. I'm also chairman of other foundations
1: and uh, companies. So we're here today with the Consumer Choice Center to talk about harm reduction. Can you explain to what extent is tobacco harm reduction an important issue?
2: It's very important because there there are a, a billion plus Smokers in the world, and half of them will die from their smoking. Uh, you know, we have we have snus in Sweden, something that you tobacco that you put in or nicotine, rather that you put into uh, in your mouth, you know, under your lip, and it it, it can be used when uh, when smoking is, is not allowed. And 70 percent of the men in Sweden oh, yeah, no, do use snus, five right, percent no, smoke. Uh, and there are uh, we have the lowest incidence of lung cancer I- within the European Union we are the best in the world when it comes to smoking if if people were to smoke and use snooze the way we do it there are 355,000 fewer deaths per year of men in Europe I mean that's that's it. that's that's harm reduction in practice so when you, the European Union says that your your beats cancer, canceled. they don't want to discuss smoking unfortunately and unfortunately we have we have the uh, the World Health Organization uh, where they do not they want to forbid everything but cigarettes and 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 unfortunately people will die unnecessarily i'm, I'm i as i said in the beginning i'm a, I'm a doctor and I, I don't think that that we should let people die unnecessarily, you know. We should help them to get to more healthy lifestyles in all respects. That's, what we, that's our mission, as it were. And I think we should try to help them to do that. And that's why uh, harm reduction when it comes to tobacco is important. It's very important because it can save your life.
1: How do you judge the, the policies of the Swedish government to that regard?
2: I think the Swedish government has done uh, some very good things, Uh, the the present government. uh, I think the the majority in parliament is for harm reduction and I think the Swedish government for the first time in in the history of Swedish governments, at least in the last 30-40 years, have have increased the price of cigarettes and lowered the price of of, of snus, which is is a harm reduction policy. And I think they have understood the harm reduction, and I think they understood that that smoking will kill you, half of the smokers. Uh, but using snooze doesn't kill you. You can live with the snooze. And I think that they have seen that and understood that and what it means to to, to the ordinary people. And again, I mean, from the Snooze Commission, we only use official statistics, we do not use any kind any anyway, whatsoever of secret, this or that, you know, and uh, we are totally open you know, and we're trying to tell people the way it is.
1: Now that there might be a crackdown on nicotine pouches as well by European governments, what do you think are the... If, if a policymaker is listening to this and and thinking of potentially regulating this, what is it? What they need to know? Should they just leave it alone completely, or is there sensible regulation that you think would be would be good here? What, what do you? What would you tell them? I,
2: I think that the important thing is to get people off smoking, you know, and and the the, the 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 way to do that is to get something else, because a lot of people crave nicotine, in, in the sense that it gives them a kick in the same way as coffee does uh, you know and uh, it uh, but but if if you if the european authorities would accept that there are differences between how you get the nicotine and there are ex- uh, differences in health when it comes to how you get your nicotine they would accept the fact that snus is and especially the white snus without with just nicotine is very much very much l- more healthy than than uh, just cigarettes of, of, of you know smoking cigarettes half of the people will die and when when you use news you will you will not die you will you can live with this news and so i think from from the harm reduction side and from from the cancer side and from health side it should be they should be accepting the fact that people do use and want to use tobacco nicotine and to give them the kick, rather than doing something else.
1: Thank you so much. So, Fred, what would you say is the significance of the meetup here in Davos? Davos is basically a big convention of everyone
3: who is interested in public policy, economics, social change. It used to be much more global-global, you can definitely see that there are less Asians here, for instance, than five years ago. So you see a bit this multipolar world developing in Davos being more and more just the conference of liberal democracies in Western countries. Um, it's interesting to come here because everyone is very approachable. You know, you can be at two in the morning in a bar and bump into a prime minister and have a chat. So people are very approachable and open-minded. Obviously, everyone brings their own agenda from liberalization of trade to big social justice warriors or climate change fighters. Uh, so you have everything in Davos. I would disagree with the sentiment that it's a big conspiracy and it's uh, it's the elites trying to rule everyone else. It's more lots of different viewpoints coming together and trying to engage in a fairly respectful way. For us, Davos is very good because there's always a topic of the year. I think the first time I came here it was crypto, then it was cannabis. Uh, that it was war, this year it's artificial intelligence, machine learning, Uh, so you always get a good indicator what bubble you currently deal with, and um, I'm pretty sure we as a Consumer Choice Center will be back uh, because we engage with many governments and political representatives and corporate representatives here to discuss the issues we care about, abundance, innovation, and choice.
1: We're here on the ride back from Davos. Do you want to say hello, Yal?
4: Oh, hello there. I am the designated driver for the evening.
1: And we uh, we had a great day at Davos, but we sort of lost track of EGLE. So uh, EGLE, why don't you tell us what you were up to? Yeah, so AI has been one of the main topics in Davos this year. Uh, there were a lot of houses, a lot of organizations that uh, talked about AI regulation, uh, about the European Union's AI Act and global governance so this is certainly a topic that has caught everybody's interest and that was interesting for me um, we've discussed with a lot of people uh, the AI act and uh, the alternatives that exist in the world right now and um, that I, I would say that was the most interesting interesting thing for me Woo! Okay,
0: <laughs> you heard it
1: You heard it here, folks, listeners of the Consumer Podcast. We talked about AI harm reduction. Uh, We also spent some time in the Belgium house. We met the Prime Minister of Belgium talking about beer and uh, also some of the uh, anti-paternalism that we cover, including in our podcast series, Fun Police, which you can subscribe to. Season 2 trailer is already out, and you can listen to episode one on January 31st and then we'll be dropping week by week so please do go subscribe to that hit the notification bell so you never miss a new episode and uh, this was the special envoy from Davos and you'll hear me on Thursday